Welcome to the Bean Ball, the most exciting podcast about the most boring sport. My name is Joey Price. And my name is Brady O'Callaghan. And we are excited to have you listening to us talk about the 2019 World Series. Some said we would not be here talking about a World Series that was ongoing. We even said that last week. Some said this baseball podcast could time themselves better to be more at the moment current talking about the things that are happening. And we say to those people, here we are. Here we are. Some said, (laughs) I'd love to rate and review you on iTunes. We say, I dare you to. I dare you. Five stars, one for each game of the World Series so far. Wow. Hmm? Huh? Could be. Wow, we're really good at this. (laughs) We are in uh, the middle of the World Series. The Astros are up three games to two. Game six is tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, back in Houston. The Astros look primed and ready to take it all home. But a little man named Strasburg stands in their way to glory. Will What will happen? We'll find out. We will find out. But for now, let's talk about what did happen. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, took us five games to get to this point, And it's been... In a very interesting series so far. Yes, it has been. I would say more interesting than I thought it would be. I think it's been an interesting series, but I don't know if it's been a necessarily game to game exciting series. Game to game. Game to game. Maybe not the most exciting series. Game one, really good. Love it. Great, great first game. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, the it, we started in Houston. Uh, it was Cole versus Scherzer. Both looked a little shaky up top. Um, Scherzer really had to kind of grind through five innings. He pitched through a lot of pitches. Cole ended up surrendering five runs, I believe, in the game. Uh, the Astros kind of hung on in the last couple of innings to take the game five to four uh, and secure that they would not be swept, basically, which a lot of people thought they would be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a good kind of like tough battle battling it out and it was uh, a close game which yeah. uh, we haven't really had elsewhere right uh, in the series yeah in the series definitely not yeah it was a fun one to watch it was really good yeah i really liked that one uh definitely uh set the stage for a classic world series and i would say the games that have followed have just been a little uneventful uh the the road team has won every game which is possibly an effect on maybe the the unexcitement of it in a way because the crowd is kind of not entirely in it. Yeah. Um, I would say game to game for sure. I Like series-wise, this has only happened, I think, three times they said on the broadcast. Yeah. Um, and it's never gone the, it's never gone to six games, if that makes sense. Yeah. So this... There's a story there, which makes it a little bit exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, Our friend Rudy Barron's predicted it's going to be all seven. All seven, he thinks. He's basically saying Nats and seven. Nats and seven, point. which would be insane, and I'm rooting for that. Yeah. 
But yeah, the second game was actually pretty fun until the in- like the- then there was the inning. It was close. It was two two, and then the the uh, Nationals ended up blowing it kind of wide open in the sixth or the seventh. And that inning was fun. And then kind of the rest of the game was just kind of garbage time, essentially. Yeah, they just kept racking up yeah. runs. Uh, they but, won that game twelve to three. Yep. But uh, the the stu- you know there was some uh, kind of weird Bragman makes like two pretty uh, tough defensive uh, plays that end up not coming through for him. And yeah, um, he's normally pretty lights out, but yeah. he had a he had a rough outing. Yeah. Uh, and this after he had hit the homer in the first or second inning to tie the game. And, uh, so yeah, he just kind of had an up and down game. Uh, meanwhile, Trey Turner, who's the shortstop on the nationals made some like great defensive plays to keep the Nats in the game. Yeah. He's normally good, but he was especially good. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was, uh, who was it? Cole Verlander, the first two games? Uh, yeah, so this was Verlander-Strasburg. The second game was Verlander-Strasburg. Yeah, so fun little fact, this was the first time all season that um, Cole and Verlander uh, lost games back-to-back. Yeah. Nuts. It's crazy. And it was also like the first time that the the first game was the first time the Astros had lost a Cole start since like July or something like that, too. Yeah. Um. This the Astros also intentionally walked Juan Soto mm-hmm. uh, in a game which was the first time they've done that all year. Yep, first time they did intentional walk, and it almost worked except that ball glanced off of Bregman's glove. Yep, the, on the next batter and kept the inning alive and scored a couple of runs. Um, but uh, uh, you know, don't don't intentionally walk. I guess is the. Um, what we can learn from that even though in that case it might make some sense yeah in this case it made total sense to do that um don't do it (laughs) unless it makes total sense yep um uh, and then speaking of cole he went on last night to just pitch a great great game Mm -hmm. seven innings strong he had like nine strikeouts one earned run uh he just looked dominant uh back back to his kind of dominant self um, which is no surprise. Uh, it just uh, and an, unfortunately, Max Scherzer was unavailable to pitch. He's dealing with a shoulder and neck injury, and it sounds like it is bad. He flat out was like, "I've pitched through a lot before. This is worse than any of that." Yeah, they were saying maybe he'll be available for Game Seven, but it's not looking good for him. Which is really a shame because one more Cole. Scherzer game would have been great. Would have been great, and yeah. also, you know, the the Nats could use a favor on the pitching front, um, and this certainly doesn't help them. For sure. That being said, when uh, the series went back to D.C., the Nationals were up 2 nothing in the series, and they went on to score three runs total in the next three games. Their defense just completely left them... Uh, right at the same time where the Astros kind of found their mojo a little bit. The Astros looked not great in the whole series with the Yankees and then the first two games of the World Series. And uh, they kind the of... The Rays gave them a whole lot yeah. of trouble too. And they, in the last three games, they scored four runs and then eight runs and then seven runs. So it feels like they've kind of figured it out a little bit. And meanwhile, they have given up 
one run in each game. So yeah. the Nationals scored 17 runs in their first two games, three in their past three. Yeah. So we can, you know, say that it's too bad that if things might be different if Scherzer pitched yesterday, but if the Nationals can't score runs, you're not going to win a game, no matter who's on the mound. And uh, the kind of meanwhile, like I was saying, uh, Astros have figured it out. Jose Altuve has um, uh, just been on fire this entire postseason. It's really crazy how good he's been. Yeah, I mean, he's had a couple of, like, very clutch um, moments, yeah. for sure. I mean, that home run is certainly one of them. But he's also just been so consistently good. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of crazy to think about. I'm, I'm going to uh, pull up his numbers now okay. uh, for this postseason. It, they, I'm, this is going to be through, like, um, okay, here we go. So... For the ALDS, that was five games. He hit uh, 350, uh, 381 on base, 900 slugging, which is crazy, a 900 slugging. That's nuts. Uh, The ALCS was 348 batting, 444 OBP, 652 slugging, which is great. Uh, the, this has been his, the world series has been his worst so far, 360 batting, which is actually his best, uh, 360 on base, which is his worst and 480 slugging. So he's been hitting like a lot of singles, but he's been getting on base a lot. Like, um, uh, he's just been so good. And like, he kind of was the only good player for them in the ALCS and in the first two games of the World Series. And so he has slowed down a little bit in these last couple of games, but the rest of the team has finally, like, figured it out. Figured it out, yeah. Uh, And just, you know, hitting a lot of home runs. I mean, Houston should erect a statue to Altuve because, I mean, uh, they they wouldn't be here without him. Yeah, absolutely. That's wild. Um, So, yeah, you know, our hope, obviously, is that it goes seven. Uh, Strasburg, Verlander tomorrow. Hopefully Strasburg pitches a gem. Hopefully the Nats bats wake up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Be tough for Verlander to lose two. When was yeah. the last time he lost two in a row? Uh, probably the last two. Because he lost, um, didn't he lose the second game to the Yankees? Wow. Lose three in a row then? They sure have. Uh, we got to watch a game together. Yeah, we did. With a couple of our friends. We watched game three. Three, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it was a great time. Yeah, we watched it over at your place with uh, our friends Nick Gersio and Bill DiPiero. And uh, Mark Dowling. And Mark Dowling. And it was, I mean, great. Yeah. It's great to watch baseball with friends. Yeah. It was not the most exciting game. Um but uh, it was really fun, and, and uh, two of those guys, I don't think, paid that close attention to baseball yeah. either, but like watching it a little bit, so it was fun to watch it with them and kind of For sure. see their reactions. Dowling knows a lot about baseball. Yes. We're going to have him on the podcast yeah. uh, sometime, hopefully soon, to yes. talk anything and everything baseball. Uh, but yeah, Bill and Nick, less versed in it. Yeah, which, we'll never have them on. Uh, yeah, absolutely not. Uh, and uh, Bill... Bill, a couple of times, just kind of would check in and ask, you know, what the plan was for the team that was batting <laughs> in the moment. Yeah. What What do you think? What do you think they should be aiming to do right now? Which is a totally valid question. Absolutely. There is a lot of strategy that goes into it. Sure. 
But I had a lot of fun um, watching Joey field this question. I I would not have known how to answer it besides just like, well, he's going to try and hit a fucking home run. <laughs> but Joey gave some pretty solid answers. Um, but anyway, it was really fun. And it was also Juan Soto's 21st birthday, and we love Juan Soto now. We adore Juan Soto. Yep. The uh, left fielder for the Washington Nationals just turned 21. Did not have a great game. No, that's tough on his birthday to have like a pretty rough game. <laughs> yep, it was a rough fielding game for him, and he also I don't think he got a hit I don't all think night, so either, which is rough because he's been very good. Yeah, he has been. Uh, but yeah, you guys gotta check the, check him out if you haven't been uh, pay attention to him his whole career for from now on. He's great. Yes, here's why I love him. Um, I love him for one of the main reasons or same reasons that I love. Um, Puig, uh, they are both very emotive mm-hmm. at uh, at bat. Uh, when they see a strike come in, they'll do this thing where they just like check in with themselves and then check in with the pitcher. And they see a strike come through and they just nod and sort of grin like, okay, I see what you're doing, <laughs> which is so fun and funny to me yeah. to do. He does this great little dance if he takes a ball and it's a and it's a ball. Uh, he kind of does this little like shuffle dance. He kind of squares up to the pitcher, looks the pitcher in the eye, but he's also kind of moving his feet the whole time. Yeah, it's he has like great. a wide batting stance that's also nuts. Uh, yeah. His front leg twists almost fully backwards, so his knees are like pointing at each other. Um, and I honestly think this is maybe just the most comfortable way for him to get out of that stance and start getting back into it. Yeah. It's it's crazy, but I love it. It's amazing. It looks like it looks as if the pitcher did something offensive and he's squaring up to charge the mound, yeah. but he just never does. Yeah. Uh yeah, so it was really fun watching it with two guys that like hadn't really known who this guy is and kind of being like, "Oh, we like this guy." And they got excited by him a little bit too cuz he is kind of a weird guy to watch yeah. play and MLB has yeah. got to pay attention to that yeah. sort of thing. Absolutely. And like that's we talked about this maybe in our very first episode uh, about like an issue with the MLB is they do a bad job like marketing superstars. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. Yeah. Here's a guy that's got value in that <laughs> arena. Yeah. And there's no lack of them. They're just uh, stupid about it. Yep. Um. There, I guess, have been a couple of, like, storyline off-field storylines that are worth mentioning, right? Yeah, sure. Like, well, I mean, we can start with the big elephant in the room that happened while we were recording <laughs> last time. Yeah. Um, the uh, Astros assistant general manager, um, uh, like, taunted... A female reporter who had previously written uh, or like tweeted things about like um, domestic abuse uh, hotlines and uh, things like that. If you need help, because the Astros had uh, uh, Osuna, who was uh, accused or accused and suspended, suspended for domestic abuse. Yeah. Um. And so this assistant GM was 
annoyed by that and specifically went out of his way to uh like yell at towards her and other female reporters thank god we got osuna after one of their wins yeah um in the prior series yeah after they won the alcs then they were celebrating he was you know yelling this stuff also after a game in which osuna had blown the game for them he had given up a game tying homer and then they ended up winning it in the bottom of the ninth with altuve's home run but like there was just kind of no reason that you would be talking about how good this player was in this moment uh uh, and then specifically for it to be targeted towards these uh, uh, three women. It's just like crazy. Yeah. So one of those women uh, published a story on Sports Illustrated about it. And uh, the Astros declined to comment for the story, but then immediately came out and um, essentially like denied that it happened and that uh, they were like really... Um, this is like... a. Uh, it they she really misconstrued what yeah, happened. Yeah, they're I'm, we're really disappointed in Sports Illustrated, blah blah blah, and then a bunch of other reporters were like, "No, I was there. This is what happened." Corroborated it. Uh, the Astros then just had an absolute PR nightmare. I mean, it just like was just like bad choice after bad choice. They finally end up firing this guy. Even then, they kind of are not apologizing to the person who published the story, whose, like, career they essentially tried to end. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, they didn't fire Asuna. Yes, and of course, Asuna is still playing for the team. Um, so, yeah, that's just been a whole kind of nightmare for them. Probably did not help that that was right at the beginning of the series. Probably didn't help those first two games. It also just kind of is a shame that, like, that's what a lot of us were focusing on at the beginning of the World Series when there's, like, you want to be excited to watch that. Yeah. On uh, a positive note, Washington booed the shit out of Soto when he took the field, which... Osuna. Yeah. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Who did I say? You said Soto. Oh, Jesus. Not Soto. <laughs> Not on his Not- birthday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and also just, like, I think this is weird but i think that like if this hadn't happened then the osuna them having osuna on the team may have just kind of been forgotten a little bit throughout this whole thing and so i think the fact that this story happened it kind of brought it back into light and it's just a it is good that we are more openly talking about this kind of stuff than we were 10 years ago yeah uh but it is still um bad there's a really good athletic piece about how this is kind of um uh part and parcel for like the astros front office how they behave and things like that like this scandal makes a lot of sense yeah well which also sucks yeah that does suck it's a shame yeah and then Um, because there's plenty of people on the astros yeah that we like Uh we love they're so fun they're fun to watch yeah yeah uh yeah so that was a shame and then uh the other kind of Big storyline, which is a little bit more fun, although then stupid stuff happened around it, was uh, uh, Donald Trump was at the game yesterday in Washington, Game 5. Uh, he, I guess, had a meeting with Rob Manfred, uh, the commissioner of baseball, about like if he should come, blah, blah, blah. He said, yeah, come to this game, but you're not going to throw out the first pitch, et cetera. He shows up on the Jumbotron, and the whole stadium boos him. And then also starts lock, uh, chanting, lock him up, lock him up. Yes. And it's, it's 
It's real good. <laughs> it's so first of all, watching. they're doing their like, let's salute our troops. Um, so people going crazy, mm-hmm. uh, supporting the troops. They show them on the big screen, and then they bring up Donald Trump immediately. <laughs> the entire stadium starts booing. Yeah. And the guy <laughs> running the scoreboard is just like, whoa, shit. Uh, and throws <laughs> troops back on. They start cheering again. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's worth watching. Uh, the annoying thing about it is that then today, these kind of like, you know, what, centrist liberals, I guess you would yeah. call them, are like, oh, well, you know, we you should respect the office. People shouldn't be booing. Uh Channing lock him up is just as bad as when he chanted lock her up and made his crowd chant lock her up, which is obviously fucking insane. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's just been an annoying storyline that came out of it because those people are idiots, but the people that were at the stadium booing him. Yeah. What cool. else is new, dude? <laughs> MSNBC is bad. Yeah. Nate Silver sucks. Huh? CNN is bad. <laughs> Who'd have guessed? Anyways. Yeah, I mean, that stuff sucks. Yep. Hey, stick to politics, you know? Stay out of sports. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Hey, that's um, a good one. Yeah, I saw somebody say, uh, like, what did Trump expect going to this game? And that's... they showed the breakdown of, like, d- the way D.C. voted, and it was, like, 96% for Hillary. Yeah. That's crazy. That's exactly my thought, too, is, like, we all knew that that was what was going to happen. I mean, the lock him up thing is maybe a surprise, right? Yeah. But you knew he was going to be booed. You had to know. So, like. For sure. I mean, Giuliani went to the Yankees game. Yeah. And he got booed like crazy. Yeah. And that's, and you know, that's yeah. Yankees fans and they suck. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I only uh, half meant that. Yeah, I know. Uh, but anyway, definitely worth checking out the clip of everybody booing yeah. yeah it's it's really great um uh last last i think uh thing i want to talk about is i had very strong feelings about these um bumpers for the world series <laughs> so they showcase um players you know some of the stars from either team um posing with the trophy and like looking at the trophy the world series trophy um and immediately in my head, I'm like, it's okay if they're in the same room as the trophy, but I don't think you sh- they should be able to touch it and hold it until they win that World Series. Yeah. Because that's just going to be terrible. Well, a couple of reasons. One, make them want it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Two, like, holding a trophy without winning it, that feels empty to me, Right. So are, in the promos, are they holding? Are they doing stuff with yes. the trophy? Yes. Yeah. They're like holding and like posing and like looking at the trophy. Yeah, I, I agree. I And do we think it's the real trophy? Do we think it's some stupid bad replica? I think it, either case, you have to treat it like it's the real trophy. Absolutely. And yeah, you... you, 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 you got you, you can't let them do it because that's for the winner. Yes. And they, you haven't won yet. Exactly. And we also... Gang, we live in the meme era, and I know, like, if the Nationals somehow win this, I'm taking that clip of Verlander holding the trophy sure. and just being like, not today. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you are asking for some trouble here in this meme era. It's the era we live in, and we have to get used to it. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's tough because I think, by and large, probably when baseball players have to film those promos, they're probably pretty boring. Oh, uh, yeah. And so I think they're probably looking for kind of anything for them to do. Probably having the trophy in there, like, does do something to their spirit a little bit, you know, because it is a tangible thing that they want to have. Sure. But... Make them, yeah. I say make the promo about them wishing that they could hold it. That would be something, right? I think hang it from a rope (laughs) from the ceiling. (laughs) Just higher. Slowly lower it, and then right as they try to get it, pull it like a pinata. Pinata it. Or ladder match, I think. You hang it from the top. You get a ladder. You have one representative (laughs) from opposite teams fight physically. With a la- over a ladder to reach it. <laughs> okay. Maybe that one doesn't fly <laughs> for the promo. Uh-huh. Maybe pay-per-view. Uh, keep away. You have two non-players throw the trophy back and forth. Joe Buck. <laughs> yeah, Joe Buck and John Smoltz. Yep. <laughs> with Jose Altuve between them. Yep. And they're playing keep away with Jose Altuve. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And it just... It cuts. First of all, it's just music the whole time. I think it just—it's got to cut to Altuve looking at the camera and be like, "There's gotta be another way." Uh huh. And then the other way is you win the World Series. Yeah, which he's on pace to do. So he him he single-handedly. Well, yeah, almost. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, if anyone wants to hire us to (laughs) do baseball promos, we'd be happy to. Um. Yeah, I think that, that that basically covers the main um the main events of the World Series so far. Um I do think the Astros are going to end up pulling this one out. I would like it to go 7 games. Yeah. I have a feeling they are going to win tomorrow and yeah. that will be it. Um I'm hoping against hope. The I'm really hoping but I think it's going to it's inevitable that uh, Osuna is not going to be the person on the mound when they win it, but I think that it probably will be him on the mound when they win it because yeah. he is the person in the position to be on the mound right at the end of the game, which is a shame. It's uh, a shame. Yeah. Uh, but uh, hopefully, you know, uh, we can see a little bit more excitement uh, in these last in this last game or two because, you know, it's been an interesting series. Games haven't been super exciting, so. Yeah, hopefully we get some exciting games. Um, we forgot to mention this up top, but our good friend Amanda Giobi is joining us for the second half of this podcast to talk about the end of the dirt softball season and a different sort of most important game of the year. A different sort of one, for sure. And a little friend that we made along the way. Wow. Break off a little piece of that promo. Hey, stick around for just this sound cue. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. We hope that you enjoyed the promo, which was that sound cue. 
please welcome to the podcast. That's a little callback, Amanda. You didn't hear the first part of it. But that's a callback. Who says? Welcome to the. Um, yeah, this uh, is a little peek behind the curtain. Maybe, uh, maybe ten seconds has passed since uh, you last heard our voices. Maybe, but, but it, could it might be, be a little bit. We've gotten a little loosey goosey. Amanda Giobi is joining us. Oh, wow. <laughs> Clapping. Okay, this is actually crazy. <laughs> clapping into the microphone. Leaning away from the microphone. Amanda, and I just want you to look at this. As hard as you can into it. <laughs> I, I apologize <laughs> to our listeners. Is that bad? <laughs> I haven't even started. I'm already crying from my own self. Um, <sighs> if we're counting the Jesus claps, Christ. Amanda has spiked maybe 12. 14 times. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, uh, Amanda has, this is the third time on the podcast for Amanda, a huge, record. Huge Amanda record. heard that we had a, we had one or two other guests that came on here twice. And she said, I got to get back on there because I have to be on here the most. I, I that I didn't say that, but that actually sounds exactly <laughs> like me that no one will believe that I didn't say that. <laughs> um, so Amanda, our dirt <laughs> softball I'd like to start off by apologizing (laughs) for clapping. I forgot that it would be so loud in their little, little tiny muffin ears. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to all your muffin ears out there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I think everyone's already forgiven you though. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, Our dirt softball teammate uh, here to kind of recap the, the end of the 2019 dirt season. Yeah. Cause did you hear? What? Did you hear the huge news? What? Well, we won the championship. We won the championship. We won the championship. (laughs) And ask me if our league was the number one league in the league. (laughs) Wait, okay, hold on a second. Ask you if our league was the number one league in the league? That's okay, what I said. Okay, okay, Amanda. Was our league the number one league in the league? Joey, that question doesn't make <laughs> any sense. <laughs> but we were in the B division. Mm-hmm, we were. And there, there's no C division. Right. So it's, it's really like the Z division. Sure. But we won it. Yes, we did. With pride. We are firmly yes. the ninth best team <laughs> in the league. That's exactly right. <laughs> Out of 16 teams. And, and it, we earned that. And I, we earned it. We absolutely did. Uh, it was a great end to the season. Um, we played two back-to-back games. Uh, first game to qualify for the championship. Mm-hmm. Which, uh-huh. And then the second against game to win the championship. the Cucks. And gets the Mighty Cucks. The Mighty Cucks. Shout out Mighty Cucks. The Mighty Cucks. Absolutely the most fun team to play against absolutely. in our league. Absolutely. The best. They're, they're the best. They're, and they're so fun. Yes. They're great. Yes. Real good people. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then, yes, we beat them to move on to the championship game, which is a, which was against Jazz Brunch, and we won that game 14 to 8. It wasn't that much of a... Mm-hmm. Wow. Good for us. Yeah, we did it. We played so well. We did. The yeah. whole season we played well. I think so. Yeah. Do you think that we played better offensively or defensively this season? Defensively. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean. I guess that's settled. Yeah. Well. <laughs> our defense is good. Yeah. Like, we just have a good defense. I think our offense can be good at times. I think we uh, 
we exploit mistakes that the other team makes well. Yeah. I think we run the bases well, yeah. especially like uh, half of the team that can run pretty well, I think knows how to run the bases well and take uh, advantage of opportunities. Yep. I'm not on oh, that list, I'm by the not way. Either. Um, but uh, I think that generally, like, we don't have like a super power hitting team. Oh yeah, that's a great. But point. we yeah. are we are good at run prevention on on defense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Good OBP. Yeah, we on get on base. Team. Yeah, we do get on base. We get on base for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've been really great about just getting on base. Yes, and absolutely. everybody has been very consistent about doing that. I think, which yeah. has been great. Um, any kind of se- season highlights for you? Oh man. Uh, I, I, uh, in the very last game before we started, uh, we all warmed up by running in a circle Mm -hmm. and flapping our arms as if they were the wings of a hawk Mm -hmm. and just shouting hawk. Mm -hmm. And that really was like, I, I shed one single tear after that because I was like, that's so special that these like 17 little silly idiots just will like run around and play with each other and have so much fun. And you know what? Jenna made a comment that I was like, oh, I fully agree with that. Uh, where she was like, the cool thing about this team is that we do silly things like that, where we like run around and pretend to be hawks. Um, but we're all pretty equally competitive. Yeah. Which makes it like, and everybody tries their absolute hardest. Nobody phones it in. Um, so I think th- like between that and truly just the moment that we want, did we win after you made a play at first? Um, was that your injured play uh so i no that was the same inning oh okay um but uh it wasn't that final play okay so i about four five weeks ago sustained an injury while playing softball Mm -hmm. that um has improved a lot and so i decided to i i i i went to a doctor the doctor said you should get an mri i got an mri Hadn't gotten the results, so I was like, oh, it's our championship game. I'm actually feeling pretty good. I'll play. So I played the two games. I did kind of hurt myself on one of those. Yes. Uh, it's a knee injury. Uh, I, it didn't, I, I wouldn't say I re-injured it, but I would say that it, I felt it on one play. Because, you know, I think that you are a very tough cookie. Thank you. And I, I just... I don't even know that wince is the right word, but I saw you just stay... I went. Sort of like... Uh, parallel to the ground for just an extra <laughs> second where I was like, uh-oh. Um, yes. And then two yeah, days wince later, it, I... Wince is not the word, but parallel <laughs> to the ground, I think. More accurately sums it up. Thanks yeah. so much, Brady. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so it turns out I have a torn MCL and a torn ACL, yeah, which I found out after the fact. And those are um, those are important things. You want You want them. You want them not to be torn. Yeah, you want... Oh, yes. I mm-hmm. guess that's a good thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> normally they're intact and yep. that's how you want them yes yeah i have I, like, i'm learning I, a lot i have dreams of joey as a 90 year old man just talking to children telling him about our championship game that he played with these two torn ligaments like yeah. i really think that this is a monumental part of your life now yeah i mean yeah that's true <laughs> i you know i um, I think so. I, I sure. think it should be noted that Joey Price was unaware of these. Yes. He knew he was a little bit injured, yes. but was not informed that these are major injuries yes. until after he played these two games. Uh, and he 
did not get out no. the mm-hmm. entire He got on day. base every time. Every single time. He batted five, six times. Yeah, probably. Okay, cool. Great. Six, six for six. six is much better than I did, I he, think. He batted better than any other player on yes. that team. He also pitched yes. two innings, yep. one in each game, where he was responsible for every single yes. out. yes. He was unstoppable on offense and defense, and he had two season-ending injuries that he was playing on. Thanks. I appreciate that, guys. I think you're a hero, Joe. I really do. That sounds so... Thanks. And I would trade it all in to not be injured. (laughs) That's very true. Well, the injury was so lackluster. Like, the actual injury I mean, that's what's crazy. Yeah. I, I was just running from first to second base and I stepped on second base and I my knee gave out. Yeah. And I went, oh, that hurt a lot. And then I kind of had to be helped off the field. And then, yeah, I went to a doctor. A couple of days later, I was feeling okay, but still hurt. So, yeah, it, I mean, it's just one of those like freak. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You, the fields were Your body betrays you. The fields weren't in good condition, but I don't even think it was that. I honestly think it was just like I landed on second base kind of awkwardly. Yeah. Yeah. And like. That's what did it. So, you know um, who? I mean, if it was the bases and like the field not being in good condition, you know who we could maybe take it up with? Who? Mayor Bill de Blasio. Oh, so now this has kind of been an interesting development. Sure. At the end of the dirt season, yes. We have started a relationship with Mayor of New York City, yes. Bill de Blasio. Yes. It truly, uh, I we are a walking cliche that I will say, only in New York do you end up just playing baseball with the mayor. Yeah, so Brady and I were not present when this first thing happened. Okay. But we, but, uh, so if you could kind of take us through, we fin- played a game, people were hanging out, all the games had ended, you started playing, yes. right? You started just kind of messing around on the field. The, the cool thing about... Uh, fall ball is there's no leagues after about 3 p.m. So we've all been like hanging around and just scrimmaging for a long time afterwards. And a couple dudes came up to some of us on the team and asked if we, we were in an official game or if they could scrimmage and if they could join. And then all of a sudden, Bill de Blasio was on first base. I mean, it was just like <laughs> truly like boom, boom, boom. And then I was like, that's a secret service person. And I, again, Jenna said to me like, hey, that's the mayor on first base. And I just said, no. <laughs> and she was like, no, no, no. They, they actually came up to me and they said the, the mayor is playing on this team. And I was like, yeah, I don't think, I mean, he's tall, but I don't think that that's, so I went over to coach first. This is truly how I like, and at this point I kn- knew he was the mayor, but I still was like, I don't know. That seems odd. And so he made a good play and <laughs> I like stuck out my hand and I said uh, to give him a handshake. And I was like, hey, great play, Mr. Mayor. And he shook it back and I was like, well, there you go. That's the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you are now deputized. Yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Congrats. It's amazing how, uh, yeah, we can decide that anytime we shake uh, the hands with <laughs> yeah. a mayor. Uh, yeah. And then they, the mayor's office. Two weeks later, three weeks later. Yeah, reach, notice we said the first part of yes, the story, the first occurrence. Reach out yes. to us. Reach out to us. And reach out said, to our team. Would dirt like to scrimmage with us again? And we said yes, we would. So we went down there, and I, um, I hope he listens to this podcast. Uh, yeah, he, he's going to be a guest. <laughs> okay, soon. great, great, yeah. great, great. Uh, 
Yeah, we'll get him on. (laughs) When I walked on the field and I was like, oh, that's a good politician. He said to me, I called my dad afterwards because I was like, that's very impressive. He goes, Amanda Giobi, I thought I passed legislation so I wouldn't have to see you again. And I was like, (laughs) he remembered my name. He made an incredible joke. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) Incredible joke. Uh, And then you said... I'm devoting every single minute I have outside of work to vote your ass out of office. I think I I think I made the joke you have my vote and I more times than should be legally allowed. Uh, I mean this whole thing ha- like this is the kind of thing that I hear and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's good that a mayor is doing this kind of stuff." Yeah. Yeah. And playing softball with people that live in the city that he likes playing softball yeah he absolutely should be doing this kind of thing it was it's i think it's just so he's he's a mayor of eight million people he remembered my first and last name yeah (laughs) that's well i believe that hard to forget (laughs) i believe that about anyone who's ever met you there's no way there's no way he doesn't have a calendar reminder for every saturday going forward just being like Amanda Giobi Do I want to see Amanda Giobi today? <laughs> do I have the energy <laughs> to see Amanda Giobi today? There's a good chance she'll clap into a microphone and then <laughs> But yeah, it's it's just been so cool. And I, I have just have a sneaking suspicion that this is going to be an ongoing thing with us next season. Like I really genuinely am like, I think that dirt is gonna scrimmage the mayor's office a bunch. It wouldn't shock me. I mean if he if he has this group of people that I assume are like his aides and things like that. I think they're all his staffers who play softball. Yeah. If they are like, Oh, we like playing softball. Uh Saturday is a day that we like playing softball. Yeah. Then it makes sense that this would kind of become a thing that would start happening more and more, which would be so funny. Um, Especially since they have already reached out, started to reach out to us. Yes. Yeah, presumably the second time was just as fun, yeah? <laughs> oh, I think it, both times were really fun. The um the most fun part about the second time was we like really flirted with the sun going down. Sure. <laughs> so we played lit by the street lamps, which was not enough. Um and Do it was just so fun. Is there like pressure to go easy on him? Ooh, okay, now I really hope he listens to this. From dirt, no. (laughs) (laughs) Not from us, but I'm so curious because I think that maybe there's not pressure to go easy on him, but I felt like his... um, like his staffers feel pressure to be good because of him. Uh, And he gives them like uh, walk away talk tos. So if you like, if you made an error on the field, he might be like, Hey Joe, come on over here for a second. And he'll say something to you. And I don't know what it is. Interesting. Yeah. Right. I remember like when Obama was president, he would have to tell people not to go easy on him when they would like play basketball with him because there is this thing where it's like, Oh, like, you know, this status thing, yeah. obviously. Oh, do, do you think Obama knows that you play basketball? Oh. Oh, man, I don't think I've told Barack that I play basketball yet. Yeah. We should definitely let him know. We should let him know. Let's let him Doesn't know. Doesn't really relate to this podcast, <laughs> but we'll start a new one for that. Yeah. It'll be called Blurp Ball. Yeah, it'll be called Blurp Ball. <laughs> yeah, it'll be called that. Um, 
Well, you know, it's it's always sad this time of year because the baseball season ends, the softball season ends. It, it won't be picked back up until April. Um, and it's actually, like, I actually feel it in my bones, sad. It's yeah. actually, like, I've been sad. No, I mean, Brady and I were talking about it after our championship game that, like, it is this thing that we do every single week. It's yep. this group of people that we see every single week that we really get along with, but that we don't really see that much outside of that game. Yeah. Um, and like the activity is really fun. Um, so yeah. Is there anything that you're going to like take with you from this season kind of during the off season? Oh yeah. I got a train. Is that, I don't know that that really answers the question, but <clears throat> I want to come back forceful. <laughs> That's good. I want to take with me the idea that, uh, like, we can keep peaking every day. Okay, so I'll be 38 next season. I want to. I want to keep peaking. I sure. want to even ha- be offensively and defensively better. So you were at five pound weights. <clears throat> I'm at five pound weights. <laughs> what do we think for next season? I might have to do ten. You might have to upgrade. I think to 10. so. I might have to upgrade to ten, but I do really. Oh, this Joey, um, you, you. I think that you're very good about this. Actually, probably everybody is, other than me. But I notice it in you a lot. But I have now, and I think I'm going to carry this in the next season too. But I will, and I think I look ridiculous when I do it. But I step up to the plate, and I before I hit, I try to scan where their outfielders are, and like truly pin drop place it in a hole sure. which i've i've been getting better at but i'm i'm not totally accurate so i'm gonna do batting cages more and see if i can like really start to place it better batting cages are good <clears throat> i was talking to taylor newhall who's on our team oh he's, he's so good and batting cages are good too just because like you can go and you can like mess around a little bit mm-hmm. with little things about your stance or your grip or things like that see yeah. what works see what doesn't wait i gotta know what you guys want to do i mean i'll be happy if i'm able to play that's right so that's my main thing yeah because i might yeah the recovery process for if i have to have surgery then i might be done for next season no but we'll see oh oh i hate that i hate that um for me so my big thing this year was this is my first year playing softball incredible Uh, it's really hard for me to lay off pitches because they're coming in slow, and I'm like, yeah, I can hit that. Yeah. But I don't realize that they're um, not even going to hit the plate <laughs> because they're two feet in front of me. Yeah, I've heard someone in this room make fun of you for that before. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. No. no. Not Joe. I no. Wish she probably wasn't talking about you. <laughs> I'll look for anyone else in the room. Yeah, it's this pack of Oreos that I just tore through. Yeah, it's probably the Oreos yeah. that made fun of me for that. Um, so I... I, I need to, I think I want to go to batting cages, and this is so stupid. I can't wait. Practice laying off of balls. <laughs> yep, yep. You pay, know? The, pay that good yeah, money. Yeah, pay good money to not swing to the not... bat, baby. <laughs> Wouldn't that be incredible? We're going to do a beanball special episode. Yes. Actually, of me going to a batting cage and not swinging at a single we, thing. That is. And being okay with it. We finding absolutely in that. film that. Yeah. That's so yeah. funny. That's really good. For sure. Yeah. And we'll have somebody... Well, somebody behind just calling strikes the entire time. Yeah. And they'll mostly be strikes, dude. I'm sure they will. It's a batting cage. It's a machine designed to set it up for you to hit. 
That's crazy what I just said. Wait, I really Anyways, like, I'm going to go work on that. I like that though, Brady. I think that's a great goal. Yeah. I yeah. think paying money for it is. I'm the same. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. It's very funny. I'm the same way though, Brady. I, I also have a hard time laying off pitches and like, I feel like one every three at bats, I'll take the first pitch because then it's like, oh, this is a bad pitch. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise it's like, nah, it's hittable. I'm going to swing the bat. Yeah. Every first pitch that I took this entire season was because I decided before I came up to bat that I would take it and not because I was like, this is a bad pitch. Right, right. But I have to take the first pitch to see like, oh, they're not all going to be good pitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I get a sense for it. So I have to remember that. And you don't get it. Well, you're an excellent hitter. You don't get it in your head when you take the first pitch. I don't okay. know. I, I'll I'll be okay. Okay. Because like I know like, I, I, especially with softball, I'm not going to swing and miss. I'll swing and hit it. It's not going to be great. So like I know even if they throw me garbage and I swing at it, like I'll I'll hit it. And if they th- throw me a strike, I'll swing at it yeah. and I'll hit it. Yeah. It might not be great, but I'll I won't strike out. Yeah. Oh my god. I. I hope I don't strike out next season. <laughs> There's no chance. Yeah. Wait, Brady, what's your favorite position to play? Are you are you outfield through and through? I like outfield. I like first base. I grew up playing first base, but I also like I like fielding. Yeah. I've I've really enjoyed playing outfield. I played outfield more this season than I have in my entire life and I really like being out there. You're really quick. Yeah, you are. You both are just like people I uh, having managed the team and having to decide where people play. Yeah. Having players like both of you is a big asset because i can kind of just put you anywhere and know that it'll be like fine yeah um yeah it's it's nice oh that was really nice of him that was really nice that's really interesting because sometimes you put us on the bench yeah that's weird okay thanks for listening The Bean Ball is hosted by Joey Price and Brady O'Callaghan. Our music is by Louis Aronowitz, and our logo is by Brad Mead. If you'd like to contact us, you can email thebeanballpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.